Welcome to the Infinite Retina Spatial Computing Catalyst Podcast. I'm Robert Scoble, Chief Strategy Officer, and my co-host is Irina Cronin, CEO. We are building a consulting agency to help companies and innovators build their spatial computing projects. On this podcast, we will cover issues that businesses need to worry about as they build spatial computing technologies, which means computing that you or machines can move around in like virtual or augmented reality. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing distribution. Hi, yes. Irina. Hi. <laughs> it's great to talk to you about this subject. It's kind of like the big elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. Now, now when I studied distribution in journalism school, we were talking about the boxes that you would see on street corners where you would see newspapers, right? And uh -huh. we knew that if, if uh, the distribution department did their job, there would be a newspaper in there every morning and we didn't need to worry about it as journalists. That That's how our words would get out to the world. Is that what you're thinking about is distribution? <laughs> it's kind of the digital version and it has specifically to do with VR, although I'll talk about AR a little bit. So um, basically with the onset of virtual reality and virtual reality headsets and content, um, there has to be some place where consumers can go and find the content to view. And that's what I mean by distribution. And it's based, it's online distribution. Um, and with VR, it's, it's currently not set up as an app store kind of thing. Um, it's more like uh, Valve, HTC, Oculus, Samsung, and some other smaller ones um, offer up uh, experiences, a lot of them VR games, but some of them uh, VR cinematic experiences uh, for consumers to to view. A lot of it is is free. Some of it is charged. Most of the charged content is is gaming. Um, yeah. So and th yeah, that right there brings up a problem because I I'm looking at my uh, Insta 360 camera, which is a 360 degree camera. And a lot of people think that what I'm doing with that is creating VR, but none of that kind of content is av available in the Oculus Store or the Valve's the the Steam Store, mm. right? Is is that where you're going with this? No, or? and I, there is a, there is a, a another issue that has specifically to do with 360. So what you're talking about is is 360 degree uh, experiences. Um, yeah. Usually, those are placed on um, YouTube. And um, you can find them in other areas. Uh, companies place them up on their websites uh, where they have the builds where you can actually view them. So it's, it's, yeah. it's quite difficult actually to get straight 360 uh, degree material. Uh, YouTube doesn't exactly show it to you the way it should look. Um, you can get it in a couple of headsets Um like the Google Daydream, you'll be able to view 360. And in fact, I'll tell you, if you can find the content, you'll be able to view 360 in any of the headsets. It's just where you find it. So um, that's the 360 issue. And it's actually bigger than most people think. So a lot of advertising, uh, branding, and marketing uh, uh, comes in, in 360 version now for retail and other types of consumer uh, goods. And um, no one can see it unless it's an active campaign. So it's not like you, a company who's looking to run campaign, 
can go very easily to see comparable type things that have been done. There's just nowhere on the web to find that. So that is an, an adjunct kind of issue that has to do with 360. And it's quite serious if you're looking to run a campaign and trying to figure out what to do. What I'm talking about is virtual reality, which is more interactive, um, which allows you to do six degrees of freedom, although you can have virtual reality. It's not six degrees of freedom, but that's how it's kind of defined right now. Um, yeah. And six, we should define terms because there, there's probably some new people who don't know what these terms mean. Six degrees of freedom means you can move around uh, the video mm-hmm. compared, and, and that would be, a, 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 you would need a, a serious VR headset compared to the three degrees of freedom, like the Oculus Go, which is a $200 headset, only lets you do three degrees of freedom, which means you can only turn your head left or right. You can't move around or walk around the content. Right, except that very soon there are going to be headsets that uh, that do six degrees of freedom that are very uh, well-priced, low-priced. Yeah. Um, like the Oculus right. Quest, which is around 400 Yes, and you don't need a computer. So um, it's great stuff if you can find it. Um, and, and I'll talk to about festivals and conferences in a second. So uh, if you go to, to Valve and you go to HTC um, and you go to Oculus, you go to Samsung and some other ones, you can actually find um, this interactive VR content. It's just that it, it's not curated, which means that um, even though there's a grading system there, like people will say whether they like it or not, uh, it, it's, it's very spotty. Uh, so someone who is looking to find an experience to watch um, they basically, it's, it's very hard to tell whether an experience is good. So you could do a search on Google, uh, for VR gaming and look at some, uh, reporters ideas of what's good. And maybe that's a step, but it's, it's, it's incredibly hard to figure out if you want more than three games or three experiences to figure out what else to look at. And even though it's free, it's not the easiest thing in the world to download the thing. You know, it, it takes time yeah. to do it. Many, many of the, I just was cleaning out my Oculus and many of the games are uh, four meg, yeah. four gigabytes. Sorry. <laughs> I was back in the 1980s. There for <laughs> <laughs> four gigabytes to four, to 20 mm. gigabytes, right? These are fairly large things to download. Even a simple, a so-called simple game like Beat Saber is many gigabytes yeah. to download. So, um, and imagine doing that a number of times before you finally find something that you actually like. People get exasperated. So, um, th- yeah. that- particularly because the good ones oh, aren't yeah. free. I mean, many of these experiences are ten to fifty dollars right. each, and sometimes right? sixty bucks. Yes, definitely. So, um, the issues with VR distribution, and also including cinematic, which are the types of VR experiences that you would see at Tribeca or South by Southwest or Sundance, um, a, a lot of those are free. Uh, however, a lot of them are not available, so you won't find them on on the online uh, distribution networks because a lot of people who create for the festivals don't. Uh, put them up there, so they spend millions. Yeah, or don't, or worse, don't oh have the gosh. marketing budgets to get you know the stores to care. That is to true. Care about them, right? So they they put they they could spend millions of dollars, and it could be millions. I know that <laughs> people have done that, and then there's no place to see it. 
So it, it's it's just yeah. amazing that. Or it's buried under a right. bunch of games where it's like last year's content. So it's not high up on the stores, et cetera, et cetera. So um, for VR uh, to really hit its stride, and I know with Oculus Quest coming up very soon, they're going to have at least 50 pieces of content that they they know that people will like. There'll be familiar names and, and plus some other ones probably that aren't familiar like job simulator or mm-hmm. rec room or beat saber, right? There's, there's already many people talking about the lists of games and experiences that'll be out for Oculus Quest. Yeah. So they, they, they have uh, announced that they're going to curate. So they're going to not accept just anything. Um, you know, um, even though Valve says they don't accept just anything, they, what they do curate out are, you know, like extreme violence and other types of things like that. But if it's, if it's like just really not an interesting narrative or stupid, it still goes up. (laughs) So um, with Oculus Quest, they're saying that they're going to curate for quality uh, and for relevance. So that, that should be very interesting. And it's something that should always be done every time. But I, I understand why the other ones, due to uh, VR being even now, it's nascent, right? It's It hasn't like blown up yet, uh, why they would just accept everything. But it's been very hurtful, I think, to the industry in general that uh, the public really doesn't know where to go. Uh, their information is very sparse as to what are the best experiences out of a few games, that are listed um, yeah. cinematic experiences are, are mostly not available. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's, it's like a very strange industry where there's a lot of talk about the experiences, but unless you actually go to an event to see them, it's very difficult to, to see a lot of the best ones. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I just did a Google search for best VR games on Oculus, for instance, which might be oh, something yeah. a consumer would mm-hmm. try to do. And right across the top is a bunch of titles that I haven't played for years, right? Uh, um, 2017, 2016, wow. you know, and, and some of those are good, but it, it's not ranked. It doesn't have any, uh, hey, your friends really like playing yeah. this one kind of thing. And then there's uh, the first uh, link is a link of 25 best Oculus Rift games, but it's from December of last year, so it doesn't have mm-hmm. any of the latest games. And the second link is November of it's uh, just 2018. Amazing. It's, it's yeah. already uh, old, right? And so finding game, finding even just games for a specific headset is going to be hard for people who, for instance, this summer mm-hmm. get an Oculus Quest. So I'll tell you, three years ago, I spoke with Josh Carpenter, who uh, was originally from Mozilla and went over to work on, on WebXR and now um, is doing his own thing. And I asked him directly, I said, when when is it going to be where like Google has set up an area for VR, right? So for VR search, I mean, that would be awesome, right? So um you know, it obviously has search for 2D images. It has search for YouTube. So when is it going to happen that there's actual search for like 3D VR and then AR, which would be great. Although AR is a little bit of a different duck, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, so he said that they were hoping to do it within a year and a half, but I understand why it, it's been lagging. Um, 
a number of things have to come into play for that to happen. And it, it hasn't happened yet. So I know that you and I are very hopeful that with the Oculus Quest that VR will now come into its heyday for uh, just the public, you know? Um, and with that, I think maybe there'll be more of an impetus for uh, distribution online to, to greatly improve because the public will ask for it. That, that's what's happening, that there's not, a, I, I'm not sure that there's enough volume yet to force companies to realize how important this is, but it's like a chicken and egg. It's like you can't get people to get excited unless they actually view the stuff. And you can't view the stuff unless you know what you're looking yeah. for. So um, that's why I said it's an elephant. No one wants to really talk about it. <laughs> Not to mention, there, you know, there's a whole bunch. I, I was just yet yesterday seeing a company mm-hmm. uh, called Behavior Me, which is building an app for autistic, for therapists of autistic kids, right? Not even parents. And how, how did they find the therapists who might be willing to buy their app to use in their practice, though that app will never will not gain any high billing on the Oculus Store because the Oculus Store is going to be very mm. focused to gaming and entertainment. Yeah. Right. So and and we can go down the list of uh, enterprise style apps that we know. You know, there's business uh, visualization apps being built. There's business training apps. I mean, Walmart bought ten thousand or seventeen thousand mm-hmm. Oculus Go's, right? But the apps that uh, a company called Striber is uh, developing won't be in the store very, very high. And so people get a, a feel for, oh, I, you know, this new thing is only for gaming. Oh and that's yeah, not it's, true. It's really not true, right? actually. There's been a ton of things developed that are outside of gaming. But in terms of distribution, you're right. That's the issue. Where do you find it? And in terms of marketing, you need money to market this stuff. And a lot of the companies are smaller companies that don't have enough money to market it. And then you have journalists that don't really talk about it. So it, it's, it's a. Uh, now, most of the journalists I follow over on uh, infinite rent on Twitter, on the infinite retina uh, Twitter account, we're building lists of everybody, you know, particularly like the podcasters and streamers. And they're almost wholly yeah. focused on video gaming. You know, the, the press that's covering Oculus Quest, for instance, is almost is very passionate about video gaming. And there's very few people who, who have risen to the top of podcasters that cover enterprise apps or educational apps or uh, manufacturing apps or retail apps. Right. There, there's going to be a whole slew of new kinds of apps that are available for VR, but won't get distributed. So I look forward to the day when um, Google updates uh, how they do search and actually have a separate area for spatial computing, which would be awesome. Right. Um, So uh, let me talk a little. Yeah. But it's real, real tough. I mean, I, I study Google since the beginning, right. And Google works still largely on popularity uh-huh. on links yeah. uh, to pages. And if, if most of the users are talking about video games or, you know, tweeting about their favorite Beat Saber moment, uh, well, that little app that's for an autistic uh, therapist uh, won't, won't ever get uh, bubbled to the top and, well, and won't I'm, ever get I'm discovered. looking at right? it more as if, you know, the, the images area that they have. Okay, so it's more like that. 
um, yeah. versus the textual and like yeah. website stuff. So it, it needs to be separated from that completely. Um, and in that way, Got it's it. more. Yeah. Which is what Apple tries to do, right? In Apple's iTunes store and Apple's iTunes iTunes store for mm-hmm. you know I, finding iPhone apps, for instance, is yeah. har- hardly par- perfect, right? It still has a lot of these issues, yeah. but they've moved to a magazine model where they try to feature groups of apps, you know, and, and they, and they don't just feature games, even though I bet most people on the iPhone are looking for Well, I mean, there's stuff. Apps, um, right? Yeah. If you're talking about AR, which I was going to kind of mosey into, and this is perf- a perfect timing for that. Um, there's all kinds of AR apps um, that are practical, that uh, they're not sophisticated or complicated yet, but they have like measuring and location and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's still pretty much in the early stages for uh, AR being um, really sophisticated. Uh, but on the phone, there's a whole bunch yes. of uh, utilitarian type apps that are not gaming. In fact, I think for AR, most of it isn't entertainment or gaming. It's rather on these more simple kinds of uses that people have. Well, this is this is real interesting because the, on mobile phones, a, AR has a, a, a spectrum from everything mm-hmm. from, uh, let's say, Wonderscope, which is a, a very specific entertainment app for kids, um, which is all the AR, all the way to, um, like, I know an insurance company that's going to add AR uh, pieces of functionality into their app, or we, we see like the Amazon store uses AR in places, but not, not, it, it, you don't know that a, a Amazon's right. app is, is yeah. AR, right? You don't think of it as an AR only thing or the, the most famous one, Google maps is turning on this new AR feature where you can look around a city and it shows you where you are based on mm-hmm. spatial computing technology technologies right but nobody's ever going to think about that as spatial right, computing or as an in. ar app it's, it's already right? you have an app that's running doing something else and then they're just giving you a new feature which is great so i think in the future a lot of ar is going to yeah. be like that it's going to be incorporated into existing types of apps and it, yeah it's a confusing marketplace. This, I mean, Burger King just showed off uh, uh, an app where you can replace uh, their competitors' mm-hmm. advertisements, like in Times Square, with, right. a, with a fire, right? Yeah, you <laughs> And then them. you get a free yeah. hamburger or something like that, right? And Seven Eleven is using AR in stores, and Sephora is using AR on fi- yep. on your face to s- test out makeup and stuff like that. But nobody thinks of those apps as. AR apps. They just say, oh, I want to download the Sephora app to buy some makeup. And they're using AR to to make the product right. and look, I, I think show that's up on why your face. Right? AR, well, AR is definitely wider than VR in terms of uh, obvious applications. I think VR is, is very wide as well, but it's not as obvious. It can't be, you can't bring in VR features into an existing app like that, right? So um, that's why I think AR is a little bit of a different story because it started off on a tack that wasn't entertainment or gaming. It started off on a more practical foot, on a more practical footing. Um, So the deal with AR in terms of distribution, it's a completely different game. Um, 
you, I know that the app stores, when you do have a, a lot of different uh, AR apps, especially with Apple coming out with their headset probably in 2020, um, they will have a, a section for AR apps on their app stores for sure. So that kind of um, availability uh, and people are used to going to the app store to download all kinds of things. Uh, it is going to be much more helpful than what exists for, for VR. Although I have to say there is, there is a curation issue also for the app stores, right? Um, although I think because there are many more numbers of people that actually download the apps, you could tell, tell whether or not it's good. They, they provide better scoring and um, comments are, are there much more often than you would find in any VR uh, distribution online uh, site, basically. So, um, yeah. So AR with the with the phones, you know, IKEA has their own AR app, and Lowe's has their own AR app, and just like all of the other retail, co- a lot of other retail companies, you can go to their website and download it. So the the availability for those things is pretty uh, easy to see. And um, that's the difference. Like you yeah. won't go to a major company, um, you know, if it's to a consumer and see that there's a VR app available to download off their website. I have never seen anything like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I know when, when I'm, when we are dealing with companies about this issue, you know, what, our suggestions are multivaried. You know, one is think about when you pitch to the press, think about pitching Mm -hmm. uh, trend stories, you know, Hey, here's a bunch of travel apps that you might use and, and include uh, some of your, some, maybe even some of your competitors in there because the journalists then will go, Oh, okay. Here's a grouping of apps that we can write about like in a, in a tech crunch or a, you know, a news newspaper like New York times, and that's more likely to get one to get you covered, but two to help uh, start formulating some. Um, yeah, that's kind of like a, a understanding industry, of the market right? a little better. Um, it, it's and I can understand why reporters yeah. would have a hard time with that because most of the companies, both in in VR and AR, uh, are smaller private companies. And they don't divulge any information as to what they're working on uh, and what's going on with their company. So, uh, and they're ac- actually more paranoid than than most industries that I've seen. So, as a result, people don't know. And I mean, you could be working directly in the industry; you have no idea what's happening with the other companies. Um, and there's some. Sometimes you hear some whispers or whatever, but it, it's really not good enough to be able to form an understanding of what's truly going on in the industry. And I, I know between you and me, because I've worked as a, as a consultant now for five years in spatial computing, and and you have probably longer, um, that we have an understand a, a really good understanding of, of what's going on in the industry that we could piece together. Although we can't. Uh, divulge a lot of the information due to, to NDAs that we've signed, but at least we know what the situation is. I can't say the same thing for journalists who uh, don't have enough time to really go in depth into these companies and do that to many of the companies to get a really good picture. Yeah. 
No, I, I used to be around a lot of journalists and it still am. And many of them only have 20 minutes to write an article. So they don't have the time to go out and do the kind of research to put a context yeah. on the, on the press release that they're really rewriting. Right. I mean, that's, that's really what happens is, Oh, you know, XYZ companies coming out tomorrow with a, a new X, you know, education oh app. They don't have time <laughs> to go and research the whole industry and figure out how, it, how it fits yeah. in and, and how how to write a package article rather than yeah. just you know hey XYZ company comes out with an education app tomorrow you know and and that hurts the whole industry because it really what we we as an industry need to be explaining to normal people is why VR matters I mean normal people and we've seen these studies get reported lately that normal people outside of the I don't know ten thousand people that cover the VR or or are, work in the VR AR industry, the spatial computing industry. Yeah, most and, people I mean, have no idea what VR is like, for. Right? You know, it's uh, the headset issues. It could be very confusing, yeah. and then this whole thing with distribution. Where do I find the stuff and what's good? I mean, if people on the inside are having a hard time figuring that out, you can just imagine what people who have like jobs and families and stuff that are not thoroughly, you know, involved in it to, to how do you get their interest? So that, I mean, there's been like location-based entertainment, like the void and dreamscape immersive and other companies that have um, set up shop basically where you can go in with your friends and family, sometimes up to eight people at a time to, uh, uh, to run through a VR game or a cine, something like a cinematic experience together. And that could give people an idea of what VR is all about. But right now yeah. that LBE, those LBE companies have not yet grown enough. Yeah. Location, uh, location, based another entertainment. Term. <laughs> um, what's an LBE? The, there are not that many sites open yet. Although, uh, I've heard that over the next year, the void will be open, opening 20 plus new places, which should be great. So, so let's define LBE a little bit better. LBE location-based entertainment is like a retail store where you would go in and play VR yeah. with your family mm -hmm. or your friends. Right. And that's what you were talking about with the void. Uh, I took my family to go, to go play the void uh, and we have four people playing all together. It's really fun and really amazing. Costs like twenty to twenty five dollars for a, I don't know fifteen minute experience, which sounds expensive until you start thinking about oh, it costs a, how many hundreds mm -hmm. of dollars to go to Disneyland and how many right. rides do you actually get to ride? You know, so <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, my family all we've been traveling the United States playing uh, different LBEs uh, like Dreamscape and Spaces and the the void and they're really am amazing entertainment. So yeah, um, I mean, I, I think for that your family um, and for your friends. Yeah, right. It is it is a distribution here, public. Here, it's it's distribution more obvious system. people can there's, go uh, and experience it without having to buy a headset, and they can get to see what it is. But it's an it's on its own. So the LBEs, uh, the types of experiences could be quite different than what you would get if you were at home. Uh, with some of your friends um, playing a game or in an experience. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but it does give you an idea of what VR is about. So, I mean, in conjunction with the Oculus Quest coming out and the increase increases of locations for LBEs, uh, and I'm hopeful then 
that the distribution online will improve to the extent where uh, it's easy or eat much easier to find experiences that people will want to watch. Um, and those taken all together will be extremely helpful in making um, this area of virtual reality as something that the public could really get excited about. Yeah. Yeah. It will, it, it will help with Oculus Quest. You know, it's, it, I've shown a few hundred mm-hmm. people VR and I'm sure you've shown uh, about the same number. And it's real interesting that out of those hundreds of people, only I can only count two sales, two people who actually went and bought it. And they give you all sorts of reasons for not buying <laughs> VR from, I, yeah. I don't have a room for it. I don't, my, you know, I'm not a nerd. I don't want to buy a PC. Why would, why do I, do I need to spend $1,500 on a, a VR headset and a PC when I don't, you know, a gaming level PC? Too much, too much. And, and people reject it. They just say, I'm just going to wait. You know, there's nothing I need for it right now. But with mm-hmm. Oculus Quest coming, and, and there's a few other of these standalone headsets from uh, HP and others uh, coming into the market for $400, $500, that gets rid of the PC. It gets rid of the nerd factor. You don't need these sensors around your room. It gets rid of the need for a right. room, right? You can play it in a Starbucks or which would be a little weird, but I could see taking two of these headsets to a Starbucks and showing it to people. And I think that's going to get people, people, real people, normal people outside of this industry to understand the right. When you finally, there's a lot of magic uh, in VR when you get uh, VR on your face. So, yeah. Yeah. And also here's another one. You know, many of these companies that are going to start up or have already started up are going to need to go to conferences uh, or events like the Consumer Electronics Show, like Sundance, um, and show off their product. But how many people can see a, a, a cinematic at Sundance that you've spent, like you said, millions of dollars developing? How many people an hour can you get through that experience? Today, not many, because you need a room for each person to walk mm. through that experience, right? You need to set up a PC mm-hmm. with two sensors on it. Uh, HTC calls them lighthouses. Oculus has two little cameras, right? And those systems, those rooms cost thousands of dollars. But now I can take 10 Oculus headsets, Oculus Quest right. that cost 400 bucks a piece. I can buy 10 of those for 4,000 bucks. Yeah. And I don't need a room anymore. I just say, put on the headset, try my thing out. I think this is really going to be a big deal when, when you see uh, at, at CES, you know, I know we're working on something at CES next year, but South by mm-hmm. Southwest, Web Summit, all these different co- and all the enterprise yeah. company uh, conferences, they all have VR in their uh, expo halls. But, you know, right. there's a long line because they only have four booths to go to walk people through. And if, if an experience takes 10 minutes to, to experience, you can only get, you know, an, not six people an hour, maybe three or four, because you have to clean the lenses in between users and you have to uh, train them on what they're going to experience and how to hold the controllers. Because right. normal people have n- no experience with VR yet. I right? know. 
And we sometimes forget that in this industry. But I'm really excited because now all of a sudden a, a small company that maybe has a few tens of thousands to, in marketing dollars can go to a South by, can be in the back of the hall, right? Buy a booth that costs a few yeah, thousand yeah. dollars I, I've been thinking and show about it to 10 people at a time. That's real Oculus exciting. Quest was announced. So, yeah. So we need, we'll revisit this once the quest comes out and, um, yeah. and it, after a few months of it coming out to see what's going on. Uh, what uh, I know that Robert, you wanted to talk a little bit about F8. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Facebook. Like, yeah. Well, we've been talking about Facebook. So I, Facebook owns Oculus, right? So Oculus Quest is the, is the big deal. I mean, even yesterday I talked to a couple of VR companies and at uh, Boost VC, which is one of the bigger VCs that's in, investing in this space. And everybody's like, we're just waiting for Quest. We, we know the Quest is going to light up this industry and is going to be where most of our customers are. Because we can say, just go buy a $400 headset and try it out, right? Um, or put it on at a Starbucks and, and they can get a, a customers uh, excited by their product. And, um, and Facebook's F8 coming up in a few weeks is going to be where we believe they're going to show off Oculus Quest properly. Uh, they give lots of tastes uh, about it, uh, what, six months ago at their previous yeah. F8. But this time, I believe we're going to get the chance to buy it, right? Because uh, they s- promised it mm-hmm. to us in spring of this year, which means it has to ship by June 20th, right? <laughs> That's how the, when the right. tech industry says it's coming in spring, uh, you know, that means June 20th. <laughs> and so you need to be able to buy it and put your money down and have it arrive on June 20th or whatever the date is, but it, it has to be around that time. And we, I'm, I've been talking to people who run the face, Facebook uh, groups, uh, you know, inside uh, Oculus, and they've been telling me that they're working on a big new social program. Uh, Facebook Spaces was something that really got me excited, for instance, because I could get my friends into a little space and draw in the air with them and play some card games and stuff like that. And I've heard that they're uh, rethinking that um, product from scratch uh, because they know that this is their chance to put down a, a strategy. So we're going to be looking for what is the strategy for Facebook, for Oculus going forward, and how likely are they to withstand anything that Apple or Microsoft or Magic Leap is going to throw at them? Because we know yeah. that in the next 24 months, a lot well, of new companies okay, so are Apple's come the into AR, space, but, Okay, so you got to think about Apple. what uh, Facebook one, is right? trying to do with Quest and what their what their what's rumored to happen with their communications, um, uh, where Instagram and Facebook and everything you yeah. know everything's going to be connected with communications versus um, the way Facebook is now in terms of uh, textual updates. So, I mean, I mean, just the, just the long guess is that they're hoping that VR will become like the next communication type of thing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is why I got so excited by Facebook spaces and, and why I'm excited by all the other social apps that are shipping on Mm -hmm. Oculus quest, uh, 
rec room lets you play basketball with your friends, right? That's very different than oh, seeing so different. your friends. Yeah, that's 2D. You know, posting a picture on <laughs> yeah. Instagram and scrolling yeah. through that on a mobile phone, right? But, and even and Facebook Spaces, um, even if you take an Instagram photo and you pull it into VR and um, and you have it as a virtual photo that you can uh, make. Oh, bigger, yeah. You start realizing you've been cheated by mobile phones uh, with, with just photography, right? I, I'm not even talking about all the collaboration stuff, just photography. You get a photo into Facebook spaces mm-hmm. and you make it bigger and you go, wow, I can see the photo for the first time. And it makes me feel more emotional about that photo, particularly if it's of my family, right? And why, why do people take all these selfies of themselves? They want to, they want to capture their, their moments in their life. And they're about to rediscover, oh, well, it's, it's, I think, it's rediscover. It's all the same in terms of this new visuality, right? So it's moving from 2D in, uh, to three-dimensional, uh, 360, yeah. and then maybe something that we could potentially, yeah. Well, I'm not even talking about all the new technology. I'm just talking about looking at a 2D, 1080p, or a 4K photo oh, yeah. that came off your iPhone. If you uh-huh, see that uh-huh. in virtual reality yeah. in a headset where you can make it big, like a, okay. a four feet across, yeah. it dramatically changes what you think of as photos. So I'm expecting um, Facebook to come out with a new social um, app platform where you can actually play with your friends, mm-hmm. work with your coworkers, and see the world that yeah. you've already captured. In a I, I agree with you. That's, that's what, what I think expecting. the whole plan is to have a, a we'll new see communications if I get in um, <laughs> set up. Basically, they they will redefine what that means. So I'm really excited about it, and I I think that's a wrap for this podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. there's one more thing that I'm expecting at F8 Enter- Enterprise. I think um, most of the people understand that Oculus Quest is going to be a really strong video gaming platform uh, for playing with your friends and and experiencing all these new games, you know, whether it's a job simulator or now vacation simulator or rec room or, I mean, there's thousands of new games. So it's really a dramatic platform. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was just playing uh, with the founders of Glue. And they were showing me that I could work together in a new house or a new office building yeah. or a factory floor and see that factory floor as if I was there. And that is uh, exciting, the enterprise part of this market, because they can um, sell their um, business visualization tools or their factory floor tools or their uh, surgery uh, training or their Walmart training to a whole new worker. And because it's $400 and you don't need a nerdy PC and sensors, uh, it's going to see a lot of sales in enterprise. And I also want to hear that at F8. I want to understand 
how Facebook is going to support the I have no doubt that they will address uh, that because of, this of spatial uh, computing market the Microsoft with, uh, HoloLens VR. 2. Even though the HoloLens 2 is AR, uh, basically uh, what I think is going to happen is that um, Oculus with Facebook and Microsoft are going to go head-to-head along with Apple um, in the future on the enterprise market for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to be exciting times, and we're going, we're going. So we both will be there, and yes. we're looking so, forward to meeting uh, any of our This is new a wrap fans. up for this podcast, so this and we'll podcast. see you on the next one. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.